What's going on, everybody? It's episode 36 of The Wise Guys. We're back another week, another episode, doing our thing as per usual. Man, we got a lot to get into today, but first, how you feeling tonight, man? Man, I'm feeling great. The weather's warming up a little bit. I mean, I heard next week it's supposed to be all 50s. You know how Jersey is, bro. Never know what you're going to get. I just want that warm weather, man. Yeah, very true, very true. We get all the seasons in like a week sometimes, you know. <laughs> Anybody else that lives in Jersey knows of that. Uh, but today it was cold, though. It was cold as shit today. I can't lie. But a little bit of a breaking news, man. Speaking of New Jersey, man, they just legalized weed, man. It's great. We're we're loving it. It's just a great day to be a Garden State resident. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they call us the Garden State, man. It's I only mean, right. Got a bunch of green thumbs here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty hyped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty hyped. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. I know it's definitely a step forward for the weed community. Uh, it's definitely a win for us, man. Let's just hope we can get it global. And then, yeah, then we'll just be taking off from there. Yeah, worldwide. But, you know, I think it's really 14th or 15th state now to legalize it in the U.S. Uh, it's great news, man. Aside from the funny talk, I mean, it's, it's a great medical tool, and I think it's great for medicine. So I think it's very beneficial. So it's, it's just great. But aside from that, man, we got a few birthdays over the weekend and today. Julius Irving, Sixers legend, man, turning 71 today. Happy birthday, Julius Irving. Bro, Julius Irvin, one of the greatest dunkers of all time. Best, One of the greatest players, obviously. But oh, that cradle sure. dunk, man, I'll never forget. Even though I wasn't old enough, I mean, obviously, to watch <laughs> it. But every time I see that highlight, man, that cradle dunk is crazy. I remember trying to do it still till this day, and I don't know how he cradled it so easy. Yeah, man, the cradle dunk. Uh, I would say him and AI are definitely the the Sixers' goats, man, for sure. Besides Wilt, besides, but, but, yeah, but yeah. you know. I would say Julius and AI definitely take it first, but also happy birthday to Steve Irwin, the late crocodile hunter, man. We all remember him. Man, it's a shame he would have been 59 today. Bro, I hate stingrays because of this man. Yo, he was a great... I'm not the biggest animal guy, I can't lie, but I do love... I do love my uh, reptiles and uh, amphibians, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a sea, I'm a sea guy, yo. <laughs> I love all the sea animals, man. Catch me at aquariums on my day off. Or uh, zoo with the <laughs> zoo stink, Steve Irwin. So we'll be exactly. at the aquarium. Uh, nah, you got to love nature, though, man. Uh, Steve Irwin was a, was a great dude, man. And we all remember watching him growing up, the crocodile hunting. But like, Cookie! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his yeah. son's actually doing a great job filling in his yeah, shoes, man. Filling his father's shoes, man. We love to see it. But... Last birthday we got, man, over the weekend, Rihanna. So, Rihanna, happy birthday. She turned 33, Betty. Yo, I mean, I got to think Braun hit, bro. I don't want to stir anything up. She was course anything on up, a lot but... of them uh, games, you know. Yeah, look, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not trying to stir anything. No, nah, we're not making assumptions over here at the Wise Guys, but... Uh, the way it was looking, I don't know. I mean, you tell me. But <laughs> I mean, Bron's living, man. <laughs> Bron and Rihanna are both living, yeah. so shit. But on the music topic, man, we got a lot of things to go into today. Man, first, tragically, the other day, man, it was one year we lost Big Poppy Loke still, man. Pop Smoke, rest in peace. Lost a man at 20 years old. Like I said, a year ago on Friday, man. It was a shame. Yeah, man, he had a... Great impact, a huge impact in the amount of time that he was with us, man. 20 years old, I mean, he's younger than me, and he's just so impactful for the drill rap, the whole New York scene, man. I feel like every time I turn around, somebody's trying to imitate pop. 
Um, yeah. He just he, he came with the UK sound over here, man. And just did it a different way. Did it that New York way. Uh, R.I.P. Pop. Yeah, man. One of the first to bring that UK drill beats over to the East Coast or the U.S. in general, really. Uh, but New York drill really put it on the map, man. Him, 22 G's. I mean, guys like that. Chef G, you know. Um, but... All them guys, man. But Pop is definitely one of the pioneers, and he will be missed. We're huge Pop Smoke fans over here at the Wise Guys. And you know that smoke will never clear, and we're going to keep him alive, man. But did you hear that movie's coming out, man? March 5th called Boogie. It's a basketball movie. He actually starred in it, so I'm really hyped to see that, man. Yo, I'm hyped for that, bro. I mean, you know, I love basketball as it is, man. And Pop, what can work you ask? And that's as New York as it could get, man. For real, without without saying. And I think, honestly, bro, I think he, he could have had an acting career, too. You never know. Yeah, man. I mean, he was all talented, man. I just wish they never took him, obviously. But you know what it is, so man. Pop, he still man. shines on till this day. Yeah, man. Like we said, that smoke will never clear. But moving on in the music world, man. Jay-Z, breaking news, man. Ace of Spades, his champagne brand, man. Hennessy buys into a 50% stake of it. I mean, he created it back in 2014, I think. Uh, it started with, you know, his relationship with Armand de Brignac. I don't even know if I said that right. <laughs> um, but that's back in 2006. He actually had a 50% stake, and now they bought into his brand. So I think that's dope, man. It's really good for the community, too. Yeah, man, for sure. Jay-Z is a legend, man. Smart guy, businessman. I mean, I think it's just showing that going in the alcohol direction is maybe the right choice, bro. I mean, you see what he's doing. You see what The Rock's doing. see what Rick Ross is doing over in Bel Air. You see, yo, a lot of people just want that high-quality alcohol, champagne, all of it, man. And I was thinking about getting into the business myself, man, but (laughs) you do got to be wealthy to get into the business. Yeah, you got to be very, very wealthy, (laughs) which we plan on being one day, but we still get in there, you know what I mean? But, I mean, like you said, Rick Ross with Bel Air, The Rock with Terramana, now Jay-Z with Ace of Spades. Nas with Hennessy. Yeah, man. So, I, I don't know. It's, it definitely seems like, you know, a lot of wealthy people are investing in the alcohol industry. I mean, if um, you think about it, it, it lasts long. I mean, alcohol really never goes old unless you open everybody it. Everybody pretty like, much loves it, yeah. so you know it's everybody. Obviously, it goes old, but that years <laughs> old. <laughs> it's a business that you, but, you can't really go wrong getting into if you have the money to invest. Exactly. Um, but... Yeah, man. Congratulations to Jay Z, man. Just adding on to his list of accomplishments. I feel like he's just always making money, bro. Exactly. Ever since I was young, ever since I've listened to Jay Z, heard of Jay Z. From the money's attached with it. Day, but now he's the, he's a businessman, true hustler. Yeah, man. He really is a true hustler. You have to respect Jay Z, man. Whether you like his music or not, just so as a person. From a businessman to a business <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. Shout out to Rock. Yep. <laughs> but more breaking news. In the music world, Bobby Shmurda is coming out tomorrow, bro. He's been locked up for six years in prison. Uh, what they get him on? Racketeering, all that gang activity stuff, man. Uh, the feds really pinned him and his crew down, but he's back tomorrow. Rowdy Rebel just got out recently, and uh, I'm excited for their comeback, man. I'm hyped to see what Bobby drops. Maybe that hat's going to drop down from the sky soon. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, man. It's really crazy. Uh, I couldn't imagine that night before getting out of jail, man. I, I never, ever want to imagine it in my life, no. but I could not, man. Yo, it's like Christmas morning. It got to be, I was going to say, it's like that feeling you get before Christmas morning as a kid. I can't imagine. It's probably like times a thousand being locked up for that amount of time. 
and then getting out, man, he's got to feel great right now. And, I, again, I'm just hyped for his comeback, man, and see what he does. Yeah, man, I just really am praying that he don't do no dumb shit, man, like Kodak. I hope he doesn't end back up in jail. I mean, I feel like Bobby's different, though. I feel like since he has so much support, man, all these rappers just love him for staying true, man, never telling, 6 9 But you know how it is, That's man. That's why I really, yeah, I really commend. Uh, yeah, we ain't even going to get on that exactly. topic. But, <laughs> yeah. But I really commend Bobby Schmurter and his boy, man, Rowdy Rebel. They really stayed true to each other, and that's a true friendship, man. Rowdy could have easily got out early, and Bobby could have still been locked, but he did this time with his boy, man, and that's crazy. Uh, that's true loyalty right there. Man, I, I, again, I'm just hyped to see what their comeback does, man. Yeah, man, definitely. Bobby and Rowdy are different. The first song that drops gonna break the internet the first picture they post together is gonna break the internet i promise of course man of course speaking of pictures posted rowdy rebel posted the pic with chef g j critch all them boys man uh and they was posted doughboy was actually there they was all on the block out in brooklyn man for pop the other night ross wish they was all out there man showing love uh just for the homie man you know that's that's all love right there they're very tight just like you know that that new york philly east coast man they, they stay tight yeah man i was just about to say i feel like the east is just really coming up man especially in the rap game uh everywhere you look there's a new artist coming out from the east coast whether it's philly new york uh you know it is even boston man i, I just heard some new spitter out in boston i don't i forget his name off the top of my head but they be spitting over there yeah, man yeah, constantly you know I mean? constantly artists coming out of the east coast we're the originators of this shit man you already shout know. out cousin stiz man boston <laughs> yeah man for sure for sure um, but again, man, we're just hyped to hear man. all the new music we're about yeah, to Yeah, speaking of music, man, we waiting on that Drake album, man. Certified Lover Boy, when that shit gonna drop? When's it dropping, Drizzy? When's it dropping? Let us know. Ring it in, let us know, man. But And you heard about that LeBron shit, bro. LeBron is really trying to put a bunch of rappers yeah. on. Man, I feel like yeah. that's gonna be special, bro. I feel like it's gonna be DJ Khaled on steroids. Oh, for sure, man. Bron, I seen that tweet. He said, "I I don't rap personally, but I got a lot of friends that do." I was hyped. Uh, yeah, he's gonna put a, he's gonna put an album together, probably like on some DJ Khaled, like you said, man. It's gonna be entertaining to see who he throws on there. Yeah, that's what I was just about to get into, man. I was gonna ask you, man. We know Bron can't rap the words right to songs, <laughs> but he does. He does try and go in, man. He shows his love. Who you think he's going to get on the track, man, or on the album? I don't know uh, what he's dropping. But. I got to say, you already know, number one is going to be that boy Drizzy, as we were just speaking of. Drizzy Drake is going to be on Bron's album if it drops. That's just, uh, that's just locked in right there. Bro, I'm hoping Drake is the first dude to give us Young Dolph. Or, uh, sorry, I hope Bron is the first one to give us Young Dolph and Drake. That would be insane, especially for us. We're fans of Drizzy, obviously, but huge fans of Young Dolph, man. Shout out Memphis and them Southern boys, man. He really puts on, but I, I really fuck with the fact that Brown fucks with Dolph, man. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, um, Brown, yo, he's showing love to everybody, man. <laughs> exactly, man. You got to love Brown, man, and the love he gives out to everybody. Uh, always positive vibes and energy. Um, but, again, I think Drake's going to be on it. Lil Baby for sure. Going to see Lil Baby on it. Uh, probably Doughboy because the Cleveland native stuff, man. You know, Brown and Doughboy are tight. Um, you definitely gonna see, expect a lot of artists on there, man. Yeah, for sure, bro. We might even get some Rihanna singing on there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to stir some uh, shit up. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, but yeah, man, I'm hyped for that album. I hope it drops soon, if it does ever. 
Yeah, Maybe man. we might see Drake spitting. I don't know. He might get into that Shaq AI type vibe. Maybe he hops on the mic. Maybe maybe Brian hops on the hook <laughs> after or a few glasses of wine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Brian hops on after Taco Tuesday or something. <laughs> he you starts dissing Draymond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be <laughs> the courtside Karen. He's coming out. Yeah, we you need that. Know. You already so know, Brian. If you listen to yo, we need you on that track. <laughs> definitely, man. Definitely. <laughs> but man, speaking of sports, though, well, let's get into the sports. One year ago today. Fury, Wilder, fight, man, unforgettable. Fury handed Wilder his first loss, man. We were just discussing that the other week. How, man, it's crazy how much time flies. Yeah, man, I mean, I can't lie. I was really, really surprised at that one. I know going into the fight, we both discussed how Fury had, he was just more of the better overall boxer, man. His stance, the way he took punches, the way he dipped. I just felt like everything was more efficient. Then uh, Wilder, I just felt like Wilder had that knockout punch, man. That's why I thought he was going to win going into it because boxing automatically turns 50-50. I feel like once you get in the ring, there's no better person than this person. It's all strategic, but if you get caught once, that's it. That's the end of the fight. So somebody can go in with a better strategy, better mental, better, uh, better training stamina, yeah, better, yeah. you know what I mean? All better that, but once you get caught, you get caught. That's it. No, yeah, can't disagree with you there, man. I mean, as a longtime boxing fan and a fighting fan in general, I, I could definitely agree there. I mean, all you can have the top-notch training camps. You can, you know, you could train hard, hard, hard. But as soon as you step in that cage or ring, uh, it pretty much is fifty-fifty, man. Because at one time, at one second, that's how a fight can change. One punch, all it takes is one kick, one elbow, one submission. It don't matter, man. It could all change. Um, but that's the difference, man. I, I think Fury obviously is the better boxer, as we discussed before. Wilder. Is a, he's a puncher, man. He's just a puncher. Um, I think if they do fight again, Wilder's coming in way more prepared. Uh, clearly, that does have a little bit to do with it. Uh, your technique and how you go about it. Uh, strategy, obviously, it, it really is a chess game, too. It's mental. It really is a huge mental game in that ring, man. It really is. Yeah, man. Another thing that really kind of got me amped about that fight, man, is it just goes to show out there, man. You don't really need to be the muscle guy cut guy big guy yelling screaming oh i'm bigger than you i'm more cut than you you can be the <laughs> yeah. fury looking guy like six beers deep <laughs> beer belly you know yeah. what i mean knock somebody out we, anthony joshua got knocked out but my i was gonna boy, say ruiz yo ruiz is my boy for that we've seen it before man uh ruiz like you just said knocking out anthony joshua if you've seen both of these guys, all four Bro, of them. It looked like Ruiz just got done eating two burritos, uh, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Six-pack of Corona, yeah. uh, smoked a cigar, came yeah. into the fight. Knocked him out, <laughs> yeah. man. But that, Cold. again, it just proves the point that a fight really is 50-50 in most cases. And, um, you know, you really don't have to be the most fit guy. Uh, that You know, all that goes out this the window. It's all in the mental. It really... Uh, I would say, honestly, bro, if I'm keeping it real... I would say it's 60-40. It's mental and then 40 physical. Yeah, man. Um, I might even go 75-25 on that, man. 75 mental, 25% physical. It really is a chess game, as we said, man. It, you, you really have to have a strategy when you're in that ring and when you're fighting. You have to be smart, too. You can't just go in there swinging at somebody. Exactly. You have to reserve your energy and your stamina and be smart about your shots, too, and, and pick your shots wisely. I mean, um, I'm not I'm not no boxing guru here. I mean, we're just yeah, speaking facts, mine, but, man, but Mayweather seems to have the perfect just, strategy, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure he doesn't go in the fights while yeah, man, and, and just speaking as a boxing fan, that's it, man. I'm not trying to sit here and say that I'm a pro boxer or nothing like that, uh, but just being a boxing fan for a long time and just knowing that uh, it really is a, a huge mental game. Uh, but speaking of boxing, Saturday night fights we had. 
Oh my goodness. Burchell versus Oscar Valdez. Bro, that knockout was monster oh, man. left hand late in the 10th round, oh, man. Oh, man. Rep in Mexico, man. Valdez being the underdog gets the dub, man. Gets the dub against Burchell, man. Bro, that was a huge, huge win for the boy Valdez, man. I had Burchell winning. Man, I even bet on him. I can't lie, man. Valdez, man. Shout out him, bro. I mean, it's the year of the underdog, I guess. Yeah, man. Now he's a two-time world champ. Uh, Well-deserved, man. Canelo congratulating him on FaceTime after the fight. Huge respect, man. I love Canelo, my favorite fighter in the game right now. Speaking of, is fighting this weekend, so y'all need to tune into that. Yeah, man. Canelo is a legend, bro. But I want to go back to the Borchardt, uh Valdez thing, man. Wasn't even the best knockout of the night, surprisingly, bro. Did you see my boy Derek Lewis? His oh. balls is hot. <laughs> yo, yeah, that man. boy Derek Lewis, that Tyson upper. Yo, man, yo, he caught that dude so clean. That That's my wish, man. I just want to catch somebody like that. You already know, man. And we are going to get into that. Um, but we had some other huge fights on Saturday night with top rank. I mean, Elvis Rodriguez begins the year going 11-0-1, 10 KOs. But this was the first time he went the distance. Somebody actually took our boy Rodriguez to the distance. You know we've been following Elvis for a little while now. Um, he's definitely a great up-and-coming fighter with top rank. And uh, he, he outscored Veron. And, he, you know, he got the dub, man. So he's starting off the year hot. Xander Zayas also making his pro debut, man. 18 years old from San Juan, Puerto Rico. 7-0, five knockouts, man. The kid is incredible. Somebody else I've been following for a little while now. Um, he completely outboxed the Philly native James Martin, man. Uh, the, you know, both were great young upcoming fighters. Uh, but, you know, Xander Zayas really impressed me on Saturday night, man. Oh, yeah, man. I, I like his stamina. I like his energy. Uh, I like his composure. That's basically the three main things you need to be a great boxer. You just need composure, mental, and obviously physical. But he looked like he was having fun. That's exactly huge. That, huge that's huge. huge, man. He didn't look nervous. Uh, you know, that's all I that can, mental. Martin really did look nervous to me, bro. I don't know if you watched it, um, but he really did look nervous to me. And uh, you know, I knew Xander was coming out and grabbing the dub, man. He signed with Top Rank at 16 years old, mind you. Two years ago, he signed with Top Rank. I mean, somebody that young, you you know damn right well uh, what he was going to come in and do. He won the 2018 Youth National Championship and is also a two-times Team USA champ, man. I mean, it just goes to show, man, it always goes back to that mental. If you wake yourself up every day and tell yourself that you're going to go get it, you're going to go get it. I promise you. There's nothing that could stop you, man. Uh, Xander is definitely one of them uh, models for that. He just went and, got, and went to go get it, man. But one thing I want to say... Let's see that Xander Sonny Canto. <laughs> oh, man. That Philly shit. Yeah, man. Uh, I think there's a little bit of a size difference there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, Kanto for sure, is for gonna sure. going to be a heavyweight. For yeah. sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Nah, Sonny Canto, though, man. Shout out, Sonny. Uh, just had to bring him yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> no, man. South Philly native, man. Just recently signed with Top Rank. Uh, exactly, we're talking Top yeah. Rank signings. Sonny Canto, check him out, man. South Philly native. He's like the real-life Rocky, basically, man. Uh, he's been putting on. Yeah, definitely, man. That Philly Philly boxing has definitely taken off. Uh, it's always I feel like Philly's clearly Phil always Martin. been a boxing I'm a, city. I'm Rocky, gonna it, I'm gonna put it to uh, you this you way. Frazier, we just it. always been there. I'm gonna put it to you this way: How Brooklyn and New York is with rap is basically Philly with boxers, man. Philly with boxers is basically New York with rappers, man. Philly is the boxing that it, it's just the boxing mecca. It really is. Yeah, man. I, 
we just come with that grit, bro. There's no stopping us. Uh, we got some of the best trainers in the world over here, man. I mean, all the old heads over here. Philly is just, Philly's it, man. Especially, I, I feel like we can compete with New York, bro. I mean, I know the Bronx. I know Brooklyn. That that's that. Yo, they got them hitters over there. But yeah, but I feel I feel like Philly really could compete, man. Exactly, like I said, how how New York is with rappers is how. B- Boxers come out of Philadelphia, man. It's just been that way for years, and it's going to continue to be that way. But speaking of the fighting world, UFC, man, you know what I'm about to get into. Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis, man. <laughs> that mean uppercut in the second round knockout, oh man, against God, Curtis Blades. I seen that. I was like, God bro, They damn. said this is potentially the biggest UFC upset in five years, main event upset in five years since Rockhold versus Bisping when Bisping beat Rockhold back in UFC 199 in 2016. I mean, th- th- that punch, man, that punch. And then he kept hitting him after he knocked him out. He said, I could just turn that switch on and off, man. Bro, Love I, Derek Lewis, I man. really don't know how that guy was an underdog, man. I mean, I know, Bro, my, his, I know they, say, his, yeah. they say his stamina is what really does it, man. I mean, I heard that he really doesn't have a good stamina but dude got a mean uppercut <laughs> yo i would hate to get yo uppercut you by that bro oh my yo bull is slumped i feel like i, I think he was stuck like a statue on the ground i mean i, yeah. I thought he was no, dead i, I, I was can't actually, lie they had to bring in like medical assistance yeah, asap I've, I've watched the highlight reel at least 50 times since bro Saturday he caught him so clean he my god the way he ducked down and he hit him with that uppercut that was beautiful he caught him clean put him out cold and then he Bro, them hammer fit two on two. He just bro. He he was out before he hit him. This bro, this dude woke up with a mean headache. <laughs> <laughs> a mean headache. That's right, man. But we're not gonna discredit the fact that Blades really was tearing him up in the first round. If you look at look back at it, um, kind of reminded me of the McGregor fight with Purier. McGregor was landing shots in the first round, looking sharp, just like Blades was. Man, he was landing them leg kicks, the punches, the elbows, the stick, and he actually. He uh, outlanded Lewis 28-7 to in significant strikes. So that just goes to show you, man, fights really do turn around at any point. It goes back to point. that 50-50, bro. All it takes is that one punch, man. Exactly. But Lewis is now tied with Frank Mir with the second most UFC wins with 16 in the heavyweight division. Also tying Vitor Belfort with the most knockdowns in UFC history, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, UFC is just it's making me really intrigued as a spectator man because i really wasn't a huge ufc fan i can't lie i fucked with a couple bulls nate diaz that bull uh connor when he was just being started man i I don't really bangs with him too much now dustin purier yo that fight i can't lie man it completely switched me yo i was rocking team mcgregor man but dustin man after watching him fight bro Honestly, I'm on Team Dustin now. Well, you got to pass like, the torch. I'm not no bandwagon, but <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it was just a, no, a heart. Your heart is what really got me, yo. I was like, damn, yo, that Dustin dude, he got some heart, man. I really fucks with him. Like you said, man, nobody's saying, you know, you're a UFC guru, but you're talking as a UFC, f- as a fan. And, and, you know, as a fight fan, just, just watching that fight, uh, I truly did respect McGregor. Uh, when he first came out, you know, he came from nothing. You know, he came from Dublin, Ireland, dirt poor. Um, he came here and made a name for himself. So you got to commend him for that. He did let the fame and the money get to him, I feel like, for yeah, them years. 100%. He got way too cocky. I started to not really fuck with him so much. And then Khabib had to humble him and beat his ass on live television. And uh, now I really did. I, I, do, I do fuck with McGregor now. Uh, but I think it's time to pass the torch. And there always comes that point, as I was about to say. 
you have to pass the torch eventually. And I feel like Dustin Poirier is at that point where he has taken that torch from Conor McGregor now. Oh, yeah, man. Yo, my boy Adesanya, yo. He's the GOAT, man. I want to see him fight. The ne- yo, yeah, he, he's fighting soon. I think March 6th, to be exact, yo. Yeah, yo, he's going to go nuts. John Jones, another one, man. Daniel Cormier, man. All these legends, bro. I mean, the UFC, it was once very, very great. And then it died down a little bit, I feel like. But now it's, it's getting back up yeah. to that greatness. One thing I, I really do love about Daniel Cormier since you brought him up. Uh, you know, we're big fans of Daniel Cormier. I always grew up watching him, man. Even playing in the PS2, I had a UFC game. Used to play, you know, with all the guys, you know, Xbox 360. You know, John Alexander Jones, Gustafson. Page, <laughs> Yo, that boy <laughs> Gustafson. That mean like yeah. kick. I mean, yeah, he came a little later. But, Dust, yo, I got to say, man. Daniel Cormier, I love how he's so involved with the young fighters, man. I, I, I really commend him for that. He, he, he's really involved, and you've seen him after the Usman fight. He was back there. He was congratulating Usman. Really spends time with these young fighters, man, and these young guys is one of the greats. you got to love that. Yeah, man. So that's a little bit what I wanted to get into real quick, man, before we move on to the next topic. I want to get your opinion, man. Do you like how Daniel Cormier goes about it because it's crazy you brought that up because i was going to ask you that man do you like how he goes about it with how he attends to the young fighters man he just wants to bring out the best in them or do you like how Shaq goes about it and he just basically downgrades them and tells them that that they're not shit kind of essentially in his in his words he's motivating them but what do you think is the bet the best motivation well uh, I'll put it to you this way. Would you rather get put down or would you rather get told that you're going in the right direction? Yeah, we, we discussed this about Shaq, not so much Daniel Cormier. Uh, but I will say that Shaq has gone about it the wrong way. I feel like he's putting them on blast on live TV. He's putting them on blast unexpectedly, kind of catching these guys off guard. And I think it's leaving a bad taste in their mouths. Uh, just judging by their, their expressions when he's talking to these guys. I get what he's trying to do. I think Shaq doesn't have a good way of going about things. I think that's just Shaq in general uh, for as long as we've known Shaq. <laughs> but not that we know him personally, but it's just like, you know, I, I feel like he's he's always had a weird way about going about uh, socially interacting with people. So I just feel like he is going about it the wrong way. I feel like Daniel Cormier, he is going about it the right way. He's addressing them privately, um, you know, give, uplifting them more so than putting them down. And I think that's – he should take some notes maybe from Daniel Cormier. <laughs> yeah, man. I feel like – so my take on this whole thing, man, I feel like you could easily get motivated by being put down because you're like, yeah, oh, you I'm going to tell tough. this motherfucker he's yeah. wrong. You know what I mean? Shaq's trying but, to create thick skin, but – I feel like me personally, I get motivated when somebody's telling me I'm doing good. So if I play, bringing it back to the chef thing, you know what I mean? You guys didn't know I'm a chef. Uh, If I played a good, if I yeah, if I played a good dish, I would rather be told that yo, you're killing it, man. Keep sending dishes like that out, rather than if I played up a dish and get told it looks like shit, make it better, and then I put it out and make it, and then it looks good. You know what I mean? I just can't do the whole like bashing. Like, yo, at least give me props. Give props where it's due. Let me know that I'm doing good and I'll do better. You know, I feed off that good energy. There's people that do feed off bad energy, though. No, there is. There is weirdos out there that that do like that. Uh, Maybe I'll call them weirdos. (laughs) Yeah, they like to get put down. It's just like, yeah. You're never going to be shit. Kind of strange, (laughs) you know, smacking you in the face with it. Yeah, Uh, them them bodybuilders. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 some things are weird. Uh, You know, back to the powerlifting days, used to watch guys get smacked in the face before their lifts. (laughs) Yeah. 
wasn't my. Definitely told yeah, me some stories about that. Way. <laughs> You're not smacking me in the face. I'm smacking you right back. Yeah. I'm not lifting yeah. that day. Yeah. <laughs> We're fighting instead. Yeah, motivation. It's going to be a boxing match. Motivated to beat your ass. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, man, I, I mean, some people do like that. Some. T- you know, that kind of motivation. Uh, but there's a difference between constructive criticism and bashing um, and putting people down, I feel like. And and I think Shaq just needs to lighten up a little bit. I, I do think he did, honestly. I haven't heard anything. Oh, yeah. I haven't I heard anything since that he, D-Mitch he interview. Heat, yeah, that yeah. D-Mitch interview, I think, really did it, man. His big I think people told took him it, it so yeah, People took it the wrong way. Especially, I love them boys at TNT, man. Ernie, Kenny, uh, Shaq, Chuck, all them, yo. They're yeah. funny as shit. I think it was kind of like, yo, man. Yeah, all out. three of them. Like Ernie, Chuck, Chill yeah, Ernie, Chuck, and man. Kenny was like, "Yo, whoa, cool out on the youngest yeah, a little bro, bit." Bro, man. just dropped like forty. Yeah, I think, think Demish had a crazy game. Yeah, that he day. had a great game <laughs> yeah. that night, and Shaq was still just bashing him. Man, he's like, you know, I, and you can tell know. in Demish's expression, he was like, "All right, <laughs> he yo, was like, this fuck guy, out of here, yeah, God." We, we know what it he was, was but <laughs> moving on, man. What I wanted, so while we were talking about that whole situation, man, is I want to get into this whole Cam and the. Fan at his camp, the the athlete at his camp, whatever he was, man. What's your thoughts on that, bro? Would you, if you were, so if you was attending Dak's camp and you wanted to be a quarterback, oh boy, are you gonna start talking shit to Dak? Hell no, hell no. The last thing I'm gonna do is start talking shit to Dak if I was in that situation. (laughs) Yeah, man. You know we sipping on our seltzers as per usual, but (laughs) yeah, I I don't know, man. I, I saw the viral video of the kid and and Cam going at it. Uh, Cam, you know, Cam actually took it light on him compared to the previous ones we've seen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But I definitely think the kid was in the wrong. No, I think he was just trying to get some clout in front of his friends type shit um, and just kind of look like a badass. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe get some laughs. I don't know. But you seen he put out an apology. Um, you got to respect the kid for at least doing that uh, to try to clear it up. But Cam basically was telling him, like, yo, man, like, I'm not trying to offend you. I'm just asking you a simple question. <laughs> yeah, man. So. My little take on this thing is I respect the kid for being hungry. I respect the kid for being like, yo, man, what, you a bum? Like, I mean, talking he all said that he shit, man. The yeah. So you know he's a Philly bull. Oh, so. yeah, I, I did peep that. <laughs> so <laughs> but, that, that explains half Yeah, it. <laughs> definitely. But I, I just don't appreciate the cockiness, man, to an MVP. I mean, Cam Newton, me growing up, I appreciate, I guess I appreciated Cam Newton more than this clown because, I mean, <laughs> dude was probably like 17. Uh, I appreciated Cam Newton when I'm all burned days, man. He was one of them chips running all over defenses in college, man. Oh, yeah. Cam is a legend, man. Uh, you can never go in there and disrespect Cam like that. He's saying he's going to be poor. I mean, are you serious? Cam Newton poor? That just doesn't add up. Um, yeah, Cam's I don't care if he sucks. Somehow. I don't care if he was paralyzed. Cam's not nah, being even poor, Even if he man. stops playing football, I mean, he's going to probably be doing fashion shows. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> it just goes back to poor parenting skills, man. I mean, yeah. shame on that dude's parents, man. Like, yeah, I mean, I was so raised, raised, if I ever went, say I went to Heinz Ward camp, bro, I would never call out Heinz Ward. I would just be sitting there in awe, and I would be trying to soak up as much knowledge as I can. I feel like that's what's wrong with these kids nowadays. They just want to make the quick TikTok. They just want to make Twitter, make uh, Instagram talking shit, they rather all- than soaking up the knowledge that you really need. Like, imagine going to Cam Newton's camp, bro. Imagine what they're learning there. Yeah, Cam Newton I, was the yeah, best versatile player besides Mike Vick and Steve Young. Yeah, dual threat, definitely one of the best 
of all time uh, when it comes to that. But I agree with you, man. I think it was the kid was out of line completely coming at Cam that way. Like you said, MVP level like that. A guy that's been on the level of success as Cam Newton has been. He's been to a Super Bowl, not won one, but he's been to one. You got to respect Cam Newton and you, you got to pump the brakes on how you're coming at Cam, especially when you're, you should be grateful to be at that camp. Um, so I think that, that pretty yeah, much. That, that's the that. thing that just rubbed me the wrong way, man. I mean, you're a youngin' trying to come up in the world. I mean, any NFL player I'm going to look up to, especially Cam Newton, man. But that's what brings me into this question. Is Cam Newton good enough to be a starter, in your opinion, bro? Cam Newton good enough to be a starter? Oh, man, how did I know this question was coming? <laughs> uh, as soon as you brought up Cam, uh, you know, you've you seen the statement he put out. He doesn't want to be a backup QB. I don't blame him. We just said the level of success he's had in the league. Um, but I, to me personally, bro, I feel like it really depends on what team he's going to. It depends on what team. I don't think he can go walk on any team right now and be the starter, but I would say half the teams in the NFL he could. I mean, as he said, there's not 32 guys that are better than him. So Exactly, man. So here's my take on it. Um, Cam and Carson is a good comparison. Not oh, the player-wise, not the career player-wise. Don't start bashing me on that. I'm not comparing Carson and Cam, but I am comparing them to the way that they cannot be the star of their team anymore. I mean, I feel like they can come in, they could be the third best player maybe on the team, but they cannot be the first best player. You can't go in, have Carson Wentz be exactly why he went to the Colts instead of the Bears, in my opinion. I feel like the Colts, they have their defense, they have their stars on defense, they have T.Y. Hill and Michael Pittman Jr., they have Marlon Mack, they have Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines, they have a solid offensive line. Carson's clearly not the number one on that team, but... I feel like the same situation falls for Cam. I feel like if he went to a situation like the Dolphins, I feel like, I mean, we're not going to do that, but I feel like Cam went to the Dolphins, he, he'd probably look all right, honestly. He could probably get him to the playoffs. Yeah, if the interception uh, stopped. But then you got to think about. I mean, if you're talking Dolphins, I don't know if he takes Tua's job. That's, that's yeah, no, nah, that that does make sense. Because, that's what we're getting at. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't think he. That's I'll put the Dolphins down as one of those teams that he wouldn't be the starter on. So I'll kind of have to counter you there. But I would say that uh, you know I, I like the comparison between Cam and Carson you just brought up. Again, don't get mad. Don't you know come at us. We're not comparing them completely. Um, career-wise, I mean, you really can't with length of career. But if you look at Carson Wentz's injury history, uh, it adds up to the age of Cam Newton. So, <laughs> yeah, so my, my it, little it kind of evil evens out. My right little there. like theory on that whole thing was, I just feel like both quarterbacks need a solid offensive line, a solid defense, and two solid receivers. The least, 100%. like you know what I mean? Yeah, and, they, and they need that. I, they I, can't I think, maybe have it. They need that. I think I, I agree one hundred percent. I think Carson Wentz fell into the best situation he could have possible. Um, Indy, we've been saying Indy, bro. Indy, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, we, we've been saying check a check our track check record. The, yeah, check the story highlight. Check say whatever. The Bears, but I'm pretty sure the first team we said was the Colts. We said the Bears after Indy, though. Indy was the first choice from jump. Uh, we've been talking about it for over a month. I mean, easy. Uh, but Carson, he fell into the exact situation he really needed to. Uh, again, like you said, man, they they're stacked. You know, they have a stacked offense, a, a pretty solid defense. I mean, let's be real. And I think if he went to a team like the Bears, 
he was not going to succeed not at, at all. all. It would have been another Mitchell Trubisky on the team just with a worse injury history. Uh, yeah, and I, I feel like Matt honest. Nagy was not the coach for Carson no, Wentz. No all. way. And he, he just seems like he has no patience, and he's on the hot seat. So he's on his way out. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't think he wanted to play with Nick Foles again exactly. and save <laughs> yeah, that yeah. job. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to get in my digs. Come on now. I had to get in my digs. <laughs> Cowboys fan. I had to get in my digs as a Cowboys fan. But – uh, yeah, no clowning around. I think Carson really fell into a great situation with Indy. I think he could give them success uh, just because of the pieces, as you said, because of the pieces around him. And Cam Newton's going to fall into the same situation. He can't go to the Bears. He can't go to Chicago and be the starter and bring them to the playoffs. Cam Newton's not going to do that. Uh, he needs to go to a team like the Niners, somebody that has a, you know, a foundation built for themselves. Yeah, man. And like we said, we're not really comparing Cam and Carson as players over the years. I mean, in 47 games over the last four seasons, (laughs) yeah, kind of, but we're just, we're kind of generalizing, we're basing it off their, uh, the past few seasons. No, we're basing it off their team, like how they can help their team and what team they need to help them. So over the last 47 games, in the past four seasons, Cam has 57 touchdowns and 39 picks. In the last 52 games, Carson has 97 touchdowns and 36 interceptions. So Carson basically has 40 more touchdowns than Cam and three less picks over the last four seasons. But but how many of those were? Don't let that distract you. We're about to give you our best two seasons. This is Cam's best season: 3,837 yards, 35 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, two 636 yards, 10 interceptions. I mean, 10 touchdowns rushing. Now let's go over Carson's. 3,296 yards, 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 2, 299 yards rushing, and 0 touchdowns. I yeah, mean, and, and if you want to bring it up, I mean, that season we just mentioned. And that, was, that was Cam's MVP. I mean, that was Carson's MVP season as well as Cam's MVP season. Carson didn't win one, but. I was going to say. Uh, if you guys couldn't, I've, uh, I'm doing the <laughs> finger quotes over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's putting them in quotes. But, uh, yeah, exactly, man. I was just about to say, he took the words out of my mouth. Cam's best season was an MVP season. Carson's best season, he did not win MVP. I don't think he finished the year. A lot of Eagles fans will be mad about that, but you never know. I mean, look at Dak Prescott. I could say he could have won MVP this past year. I mean, yeah, he only played five games, but he was on pace to throw for 5,000 yards. You you can't go with the what-ifs, man. You never know. And that's exactly what I wanted to get into, man, to finish up the convo. Dak Prescott, man. Is Dak staying in Dallas? Let's just be real. Dak Prescott is staying in Dallas. I'm not going to say it again. Dak is signing with the boys, and he is our quarterback. He's our QB1. There's nobody else besides Dak Prescott. Rain Dakota Prescott will be under center at the start of next season, and he will be going off. Comeback player of the year. I'm calling it now. I don't argue with you there, brother. I mean, we try to disagree on certain stuff, but we just cannot on this we certain really do topic. Try too. Yeah, we just can <laughs> on this certain topic, man. I mean, we both been high on Dak as a Steelers fan. He's a Cowboys fan. Uh, Dak's just a great player, man. I mean, he's Russell Wilson Jr. I think he might even be catching Russ, man. Dak might have a higher ceiling than Russ if he really, really gets to I it, mean, man. This injury kind of i hope it doesn't affect him man i really hope it doesn't affect his running because that's what dak is really great at man throwing on the run and just creating the play to last longer basically like 
So he extends the play. Yeah, yeah, he extends the play, man. Dak, he had the number one offensive line coming in, but over the past not two years, league. yeah, he really hasn't. I, I think Eagles fans are really still stuck on that. Every time I talk to an Eagles fan about Eagles Cowboys, I feel like it's oh the Cowboys have the best offensive. No, it's been two years. I'm pretty sure longer than that. It's not 2016 anymore. It's not even if you want to say 2017 anymore. It is 2021. I mean, Travis Frederick early retirement. Zach Martin has lingering injuries. Unfortunately, Pro Bowl man tackle. Uh, I mean, a guard. I should say uh, Tyrone Smith. We know his injury history, and he's getting up there in age now. And uh, Alello Collins might be our best offensive lineman right now. I can say that. And even he has dealt with injuries. And that um, just goes to show what Dak's dealing with and still putting up almost 5,000. Exactly. Uh, Dak, and, and to go back on the dual threat with his legs, um, you know, we've known Dak to come in the league to be that dual threat running quarterback. I still hope to see that, but I am extremely confident with the way the team has built him up and worked with him and his his growth, man, with his arm and how and how he how much of a better passer he is now compared to 2016. I mean, and even at that, when he wasn't, he went 13 and three his rookie season. I mean, the kid was a fourth round pick. You guys seem to forget that he was a fourth round pick, not a first round pick. Carson Wentz, um, <laughs> Jared Goff. He is the only quarterback from that draft class that is on his original team let's just process that for one moment i mean so with Dak, there's a lot of slander for no reason uh like we said man Dak's just been great since he came in the league uh he's he's gonna win an mvp man i mean we voted we did a poll in the story man 60 percent of y'all said Dak. 40 percent of y'all said cam i mean kyler but we'll see man so MVP talk, speaking of which, we're going to move leagues, man. We're going to go to the NBA. MVP talk, who is it? Who you got? Man, uh, we've been saying it for two weeks now, uh, maybe even longer than that. Check the resume. I don't know. But Joel Embiid, number 21. Oh, oh man, yo, MVP. He is a monster. He does not pass the ball, but he doesn't need to because he's putting <laughs> up 30 points per game, 11 rebounds, and three assists. Mind you, he doesn't pass, and that proves it. <laughs> so this is my theory, man. If the Sixers see the next, if the Sixers see the Nets in the East, Embiid's averaging 50. You can play this back, record it, screenshot it, whatever the hell you want to do. He's dropping 50 a game, Embiid. There's nobody that can guard Embiid unless the Nets get Andre Drummond. We'll get into that in a little bit. But Embiid, anybody that guards Embiid is barbecue chicken. Yeah, man. Um, I, I got to say, the Nets offense scares the shit out of me. Just being in the East and being a Sixers fan, they really do because I know our shooters can't compete with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. And Joe Harris, man. Yeah, Joe Harris. Shout out to Joe Harris. I got to bet on him tonight. <laughs> but <laughs> Joe um, actually, no, I don't. That was the other night. But I got to say, man, I, I just think Embiid is playing at that MVP level. Doc Rivers has really excelled his play, and I think he's a lot better off. And, I, again, man, I, I think he, he would really – that would be entertaining to watch, man, them three yeah. against Embiid. So one thing I'm going to get into, man, I mean, obviously it kills me as a Heat fan that we're not bringing up any Heat players in this MVP talk, but – Giannis has had a quiet season, man. 28.4 points per game, 11.9 rebounds, 5.9 assists, one steal, and one block. 
I mean, yeah. Giannis is just the Bucks. He's literally the Bucks. Uh, you take Giannis off the Bucks, and I promise you, you're not winning over ten games. <laughs> no, but nah, well, uh, maybe I'll give them ten. Yo, let me chill. Maybe they're not winning over twenty. Yeah, I mean, but shout out you get to, it. Yeah, shout out to Middleton Holiday. They yeah, got guys, you get but, it though. Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, just like the Sixers have, you know, guys over there. Um, it really, it centers around Giannis and Embiid. For those two teams, I really feel like they're. They're really the glue. In that aspect, yes. Uh, I do think Joel Embiid not being on the Sixers and seeing his absence when he's not playing, huge They're difference. Horrid. They are no Nightmares. longer contenders. Sixers fans waking up in cold sweats. I'm not watching with one eye open. I'm watching with no eyes open. <laughs> yeah. No Embiid <laughs> equals no watch. Yeah, right. it, it's, it's, it's pretty sad, actually. It's and we're going to get on that topic of the big men, the Nets. DeAndre Jordan's really surprising me the last few games, man. He's really stepped it up a notch. But I don't think he's the big man the Nets should have if they want to win the finals. I think they need to trade for Andre Drummond, bro. I mean, listen, he's averaging 17.5 points per game, 13.5 rebounds a game, 2.6 assists, one steal, one block, almost putting up MB numbers. I mean, minus the points per game. But, yeah, Andre Drummond, man, them rebounds. He's the board king, man. Besides Colin Capella. What about, yeah, Jokic, man, this year? He's kind of... Triple dub. He's triple dub. But the Nets, they're they're trying to trade for Drummond. I mean, that's that's the only way they're going to win. I think that helps them on defense. It helps them huge. Tremendously. If they get Drummond, I'm putting the Nets over the Lakers. I was going to say, to be completely honest... Um, the Nets get Drummond, and I think they take the chip, honestly. Because right now, their favorites, along with the Lakers, Sixers, whoever you want to throw up there. Uh, but if they get Andre Drummond, even as a Sixers fan with Embiid's play this year, I'm scared. And I'm going to say they, they could, take it. If they could, they would play Kyrie, Harden, KD, Drummond, and... Uh, they would probably have to trade for uh, fucking... Damn. Yeah, that, never mind. That, that would, they would probably have to trade for DeAndre. <laughs> I was just about to say, yo, they'll have Kyrie, Harden, KD, Drummond, and DeAndre. My God, Sheesh. yo, that would be average. They would probably average like eight feet per player. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, nah, nah, that would be completely different. I mean, but it's definitely going to be what they need to take out Utah. Have you seen Utah, bro? Yeah, Utah might be the team to beat at the moment right now. Um, I mean, they, they really are – Serious this year. I got to be honest, man. Uh, they're, they're looking legit. I think, you know, at this point, you can Rudy. safe to say. Yeah, D. Mitch, man, he is putting on a year. He really is putting on a year. Yeah, I mean, the Jazz are 24-6 and six with a plus 9.5 points differential. I mean, D. Mitch, Bojan Bogdanovic balling out. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson, man, most improved player of the year. Oh, Six man of the year. Jordan Clarkson balling out, man. He's Lou Will before Lou Will. I mean, he's Lou Will after Lou Will. <laughs> Let me not get it fucked up. But you get it. The Jazz, man, no team to play with. If I'm any team, I'm scared of the Jazz. No, I, I completely agree. That I chemistry think is on a beam. The Jazz are serious. I think they are the team to beat, as I said, man. Um, but the Mavs, on the other hand, if you're talking about them, 
they really have the hardest schedule left when you look at it. Uh, Luca and Chris Stapps need to figure it out. I mean, they're you know, they're tenth in the conference at this point at thirteen and fifteen, five and five in the last ten games. Uh, what is going on, man? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what is I going mean, the on? The Mavs really took me by surprise, bro. I thought they'd be way better than they are. I mean, Tim Hardaway's that fifteen plus a game guy. I love I, Tim. Oh, yeah, Tim, I love Tim. Tim Hardaway. You got rising players, man. I I just feel like they need that. Chris Stapps isn't giving them what I thought he would, man. No, I mean, I no. feel like every time I look at Chris Stapps, he's, he's shooting 20 attempts. He's going for 10. He's going 10 for 20 a game, man. I mean... Some might call me crazy, but I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm writing Chris Stapps off at this yeah, point. Just the injuries. Say he's I just feel watched. like he's not as physical as exactly. the league needs to be. I, he needs to be Rudy Gobert, but he's when not. When he came in in New York, man, you know, he looked like that guy, that dominant big man that could even had a shot. He had a shot. He does have a shot. Jokic, he could shoot he was lights Jokic, out. Yeah, Jokic basically, um, you know, but it, now at this point with his injury history and ever since I've seen him get, you know, when he went to Dallas, he, he's been on a decline since I've seen him in Dallas, man. I got to be honest. Yeah, man. I mean, Chris Stapps just really needs to show out. He needs to have a huge year. Uh, if they don't make it to the playoffs, man, they really need to figure out uh, figure it out over in Dallas, man. But one team I really want to get into before we get out of here, man, the Spurs. They're surprisingly sneaky, man. Eight players averaging double digits. DeMar DeRozan, man. I feel like DeRozan needs more love, man. I mean, he left Toronto. We know he's a Toronto Raptor forever, man. But DeRozan, he's been kind of balling on the Spurs, man. I mean... Suspecting they're going through the rebuild stage, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think they are in a bit of a rebuild phase. Keldon Johnson balling. DeJounte Murray. DeRozan, though, he's hanging in there, man. He really is. Uh, I was kind of nervous for him when he first got, tra- you know, when he when that trade happened. But I was one of the guys that said he should have went to the Sixers. I would have loved that. I was rooting for that. I was rooting for DeRozan to the Sixers. I think that would have been a great fit uh, chemistry-wise for the team. Uh, would have essentially been kind of like the Jimmy Buckets effect exactly. in, yeah, in he, Philadelphia, yeah, yeah. who they should have never got rid of, but that's <laughs> yeah, a whole nother a whole story. Another story. We're not even going to get on that topic, Heat especially because oh. this guy's a Heat fan, and Heat I ain't getting wrong. into it right now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Uh, you know, crazy stuff going on in the music world, man. Check out that Pop Smoke movie dropping March 5th. The smoke is never going to clear. The guys are huge Pop Smoke fans. If y'all you know us, know. you know that. And, we, of course, we had to get into the NFL, NBA talk, man. All the drama going on in the league. And, you know, we're just going to keep bringing that heat week in and week out. But before we get out of here, want to throw a special shout-out to our boy Mark, man, over at Prestige Pools. Always pulling that heat every night, man. Had to go pick up our cards. Had to make a little pickup, man. We've had some cards for a little while from the breaks we've tuned in on. And, uh, you know, of course he pulled some heat for us. Got that DeAndre 8 and PSA 10. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep good care of that. And, uh, you know, again, man, tune into his lives, man. He's always pulling the heat. You know, any card you could think of, NBA, NFL, doesn't matter, man. Yeah, Prestige, Prestige Pools. Pools. Doing, Hell doing yeah, it big. Man. You know the body. <laughs> you know the body, man. I mean, yo, so we coming with heat, man. We tuned up this episode a little bit, talking MVP talk, talking hip-hop, talking NFL, man. But I want to finish it off on a good note, man. Duke Syracuse, man. Duke, let's get that dub, man. Uh, fuck Syracuse, yo. We run the ACC, man. It's been a tough year as a Duke fan, man. As you could clearly hear the pain in my voice. I mean, Duke 
ever since we lost Zion and RJ, man, we've just been on a steady decline. I hope we get something together, man. We're looking on the last floor out of the March Madness tournament. If Duke doesn't make it into the March Madness tournament, I might cry, bro. Yeah, you're going to see a whole lot of neek madness if that happens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, man, and unfortunately, I'll have to deal with that. But <laughs> you'll be hearing that in about, uh, I don't know, a few weeks from now. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Who knows? But that's it, man. Episode 36 is in the books. Again, we appreciate the love and support y'all show us week in and week out. Continue to vote on the polls, the stories. We're posting them every day. New posts coming every week, man. Check out for that spring merch. Up in that content. Look out for that merch, man. It's coming in hot, just like we are every week. Stay tuned. Peace. Peace.